time to hit the mark This that show you need to know about We set ourselves apart Sports talk at the pinnacle We got all the knowledge Covering every level Helping these young men get to college Got the coverage of a DB Vision of a QB Coming at you like a DN Let all of that sink in Working in the weight room We can't take no days off Doing drills when they not looking That's what make us stand out Don't worry about how much time is left We got it planned out Execution elite footwork Nasty when we running routes Accuracy off the chain We've been on it from the start Reaching for the sky Hitting the bullseye We on the mark Man, every time I hear my dude Man of Mac break it down It goes so hard, man Everybody loves that song man. Man, I can't wait to drop this new one on you. Coach Jay been holding me back, you know what I'm saying, like a pit in heat, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, we up. This is the On Your Mark Show, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network, proud and sponsored by Epic Sports Repair, every play I compete. Every week, Bedford, Texas is going down. Listen, we got a big, big show for you today. First, we're going to start off with my guy, Coach KJ, Coach West, man. Been a friend. We coached together. Uh, you know, we had a couple of teams together, track. All that kind of stuff, basketball, he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? Of course, my guy, Coach Jay in the building, Coach Coach Athletics, Epic Sports Apparel CEO. But listen, Coach KJ's been tracking me down for a couple of years probably now. You Coach Rock, where you going tonight? What you doing? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I see the show. Man, when you going to get me on? We finally sat down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you tapping in with us. First of all, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your coaching background, how you got into coaching, and let's talk about New Era. Okay, so to start with um, how I got into coaching, I got into coaching um, when I was only in in high school. Um, my sister played upward basketball over in Norwich Hills for a church league, and they needed a coach. And all the parents basically volunteered me that, hey, <laughs> We need you because <laughs> I like one of the only meals that you know that show up consistently, and so you know. And then also, I grew up old school because I stayed with my grandmother for a long period of time. So I grew up old school with you know old school values that you know if you can like you know family is important and always come first. So with that being said, I did that, fell in love with it. Um, my whole family. Um, played basketball from my uncle and my mom. My dad, my mom played basketball at Preview and them. My dad ran track at Grambling, ex-military. So, you know, we weren't allowed to quit. And basketball was the sport that everybody was going to do regardless. Right. Um, so, long story short, did that that one season. Just kept going back, just kept going back. Um, by the time I was 16, well, I was coaching with other organizations in, in the Keller's um, Saginaw area, um, other AAU select organizations. By the time I was 16, I started my own team while I was in high school. Um, we used to be called the Texas uh, Texas Thunder. Um, and then when I was 18, I, I changed the name. And then here we are at New Era. Um, we, I went with that name when I was 21. Um, when we New Era, it was called New Era Basketball Club. And then here recently, two years ago, changed it to New Era Scotland Athletics Academy because if it wasn't for one, that opportunity with Upward, but then two, I had, you know, a, a, like a mentor um, that basically, like, took me took me in. Like, you know, my family, they like, 
some of the best cooks and all of that. No doubt. But at the same time, he just reinforced that. So like, you know, when my mom got sick and stuff, he spent time with me and and instilled more values. And so now I'm just I see the importance of of that. And now I'm gonna pass that forward. And I'm encouraging not only me passing that forward, but I'm also encouraging parents and other people that's interested to also join in. And you know, it it's not enough for you to tell me how good of a job I'm doing when we all capable of doing the same thing. So that's how I'm here today. Well, definitely. Listen, Coach KJ has been in the, uh, like he said, Saginaw area, Keller area. Now he's in the uh, Hearst, Euless, Bedford, Grapevine area. He's been coaching for a long time. Very, very young guy, but always been astute at what he does. Uh, you know, a strategist, a guy that really, really uh, kind of really gets with the community. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reason we had him on. We have him on today because he's got, uh, you know, great ideas for a young guy. You know, you know, I can't say that I was that mature at 2021. I, I can tell you I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? To have my head screwed on. Uh, it wouldn't took me this long to get where I am today. You know what I'm sure. saying? I was telling somebody that uh, probably earlier this week. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that's really been doing it, Coach, uh, and really into the community community and ingrained. When he talks about family, that's what he means. We've kept in touch uh, from years to years. He knows my kids. From I always asks about them from the big one to the small one. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is – so super super great that he started new era because he's been with a bunch of organizations we coached together we had 707 team track team like i said before uh but tell me a little bit behind new era scholar athletes and athletics academy because i know you very well that academics you've been a teacher uh in the saginaw school district middle school high school chisholm trail uh you know you you had a chance to be in the educational system too uh, and, you know, on the On Your Mark show, we talk about these things all the time, education. And I know that you stress that a lot. So tell me a little bit about that. So when I first named my organization, you know, I was into drawing kids' attention and making it all sound cool and fancy. When, and that's when we went to, with Texas Thunder. When I went to New Era, I got more biblical because we grew up in church and, you know, if it one if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. But then two, this opportunity. But then three, on top of all of that, everything that I've been grateful and all the people that I had, you know, had the opportunity to cross paths with, whether it was short term or long term. And um, one of my friends told me about it a few months ago, because I I used to always get down on myself about you know people leaving the organization, people, um, you know, just changing up and switching up. And he said. You know, p- some people in your life for uh, a season, a lifetime, or a reason. So when I look at it from that aspect, I'm like, I can't just do things because it sounds cool or it looks cool to people. I got to do things that make sense. And, you know, that when people ask me about my organization, that they see what I'm all about without even getting a conversation with me. Or when you do ask me and I do initiate that conversation, in the first sentence, you already know my, like, when I tell you New Era and I give you a biblical scripture, you know, um, I think it's um, First Timothy 4.12, where it talk about um, carrying yourself in conduct and speech. Um, that That's one of our core values, you know, like I, like I tell the kids that you don't necessarily have to be a bad person, but you're guilty by association. Um People gonna look at you and be like, "Oh, that kid that he's standing next to the troublemaker." So I got all the neighbors a troublemaker, or you know, 
just like good example, I was just at Six Flags on Sunday for a birthday party with one of my uh, with one of my players, and he had a group of friends, and I was basically chaperoning. Right at the very end, we get a call that the police is escorting one of the groups out, and it had like ten polices. Well, you know, most of them minority, but we like why all because you said that they interrupted your entertainment. And then five minutes later, we get another call that escorting the second group out. So, you know, one person can ruin it for everybody, whether, you know, and I try to tell them, like, hey, the older you get, you got to be more exceptional in your behavior, your speech. So when I went to Scotland Athletic Academy, that it's not good enough just to be an athlete. You got to have the academics to go with it because being an education system, we watch a lot of a lot of college coaches, especially Division One, come in. Like we had the talent on the field, um, they come in, and the first place they go into the counseling office. They're not coming to the football field first. They're not coming to the basketball court first. If you don't have the grades, they're walking right back out. They're not gonna come and see what else you have. Say it a little louder. That's I, I mean, we talk about. I'm gonna get to you in a minute because I can see you. Your wheels <laughs> turn. That's something we talk about all the time, and people don't maybe don't get that, but. They don't even come to the field if they get in there and they don't hear what they think they should hear. Yeah. And in my organization, one of my requirements is every athlete must have a 85 or above in all classes because, I like, one, I don't really charge where everybody else in the, in the area charges compared to what everybody else in the area in the Metroplex charge because of how big Texas is and, you know, everybody want to be a coach nowadays. So, one, you're not even paying for my time. So if you're not paying for my time, I at least want to make sure you have the opportunity that we can get the athletic scholarship, that we going to for sure get an academic scholarship. And that's my goal is that not everybody's going to go athletically, but everybody could go academically. And you want injury away from not, from not playing athletics again. Um, when I was 16, I was in a really bad car accident with seven cars and two 18-wheelers. And I put paralyzed from the neck down. They, t- they told me I'd never be able to walk again. And I was really good at basketball, and that's why I got a football. I'm a former varsity football, basketball, track, cross country, tennis. And my freshman year, I quit football and focused on basketball. And, you know, if it went for my academics, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. And when you talk about community, too, um, I spent eight years at, at Chisholm Trail High School. So I still got ties there, even though it's been. I was re- I resigned in 2018 when I got sick, um, and still to this day I get calls from kids from Chisholm Trail, um, th- you know because working you know you, you thinking oh eight years ain't that long you know a couple of years you're gonna fade away but it's like that bond got stronger now I'm not there because now it's like oh you coach my younger bro- you know you coach my older brother you coach my older sister uh, you know and just the fact that I have a lot of personal ties with a lot of people there because, you know, as you know, um, your nephew also went to Chisholm Trail. So, you know, still to this day, I still, you know, still call y'all family. So, you know, it's not just, I don't just care about you when you're on the football field, when you're on the track or when you're on the basketball court. I care about what you're going to be in life. And, you know, you could test it, you know, you could test them into that. And, you know, it's a lot of people on the live right now that when I say that, they don't really know because they only know me for a couple of months, but you know me for years, and I've been the same person. 
No doubt. I mean, and that's why we got you on the On Your Mark show today, Coach KJ West. But, Coach, that leverage, you know what I'm saying? And I can see your wheels turning. You know, you, you've been in there in these situations where, you know, let's, let's just be an example. The guys are, let's just say, all district, all state, you know what I'm saying, left tackle. But, you know, he's 6'6", 300 pounds, great ankles, great hips, everything. The whole kid and caboodle. They come in. They see, they see the film, okay, this guy's a can't-miss player. They walk into that counselor's office, and they come out, and they 2.1, you know, is a, you know, raucous in the halls, or making a lot of, you know, hayway, not really involved in the community, but he could, he's a hell of a player. That leverage is lost. <laughs> I knew it was going to get him. <laughs> yes. Very few instances uh, is that even thought about as far as, you know, kids can, can slip through the cracks. Uh, I mean, you have to be, you know, beyond exceptional for college coaches to say, okay, let's, you know, find a way. Right. It happens very rarely. Right. But across the board, especially sports like track, basketball, where scholarships are, are minimal, you right. know, when you have – a lot of leeway football, a lot of money to go around. Maybe, right. you know, there are, there are situations where that can happen. Right. Not, not often, but it can happen. Right. But basketball, for sure, not happening. You know, um, volleyball, you know, any sport where the money is scarce, right. they won't even take a chance because the most important thing, guys, is the first thing they're looking at is if you don't take that serious now, how can you manage it? when you got to get paid for it you're not going to do it is what they're thinking so that's why you see a lot of kids go the juco route because it's not that they don't have the athleticism they have to grow up on the business side so that's the most important thing understanding which is why we preach eighth grade don't start in the ninth grade start that process of empowerment in the eighth grade where your kids walking in understand my freshman year is the best year. That is the most important year. If I bomb my freshman year, I'm in trouble. It's like running uphill backwards with skates on. It is very tough. You might get there, but it's going to be hurtful and painful, and it's going to take a long time to get there. So make sure that that is the most important thing, and, and parents, you have to, as, as the parent, be on top of it. It is a sacrifice. Playing collegiate sports – is not for the faint of heart. It is a lot of work from day one all the way through. And if you slip, it's tough. And you, you got to find different ways to, to make it happen. It's not, not impossible. You just got to go the long way. It is what it is. Well, I have never seen anybody skate backwards uphill that was that talented. That's that's a hard one. You know, backpedaling uphill, but skating uphill. Say, that, man. Yeah. That, that I just, tell I you, just that's came hard. over there. Yeah, yeah. That's a strong leg that's muscle right there. That's a strong right leg muscle. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. Yeah, you got to be you real You might twitchy. go viral. <laughs> you might yeah. go viral. Skating up the hill backwards, that's hard, man. And, and You know, like like you said, Coach KJ, that you stretch that in your program. And and to go back off of what Coach was just saying a moment ago about the parents, you know, times for parents is way different than they was for all of you know, for us growing up. Even though y'all, you know, yeah. older than me. Right. But you know, I felt like that I'm in that I'm in that rate in between bracket. 
Right. Because even my younger siblings, I felt like that, you know, my parents was way tougher. My grandmother, everybody was way tougher on me. Right. Growing up than, you know, than that back half. Right. I don't know because I was the example or I don't know what it was, but yeah. I feel like that even, and you said even more now because now that's the generation that that's having kids. Right. And people now, they want free with no commitment. Mm. Mm. Like, mm. it's like, oh, you're going to do it? Okay, I'm going to let you do it, but don't expect for me to be committed. Right. And for me, I'm like, me being a mentor and you know you're not paying the money that that mentors cost on the street you know at least make the commitment to show up right because i was told in high school that you could fake caring but you can't fake showing up right and that's what i tell you like that's what i'm telling my football players right now in the, in the youth league is hey you can have me food if you show up you can't have me food if you don't show up right because I, right now you know, I could, I could be like, okay, you know, you probably don't want to play, but at least you're making the attempt to be here. So at least it's in your heart to play. Right. And I could coach that. I could deal with that because you showed up. Right. But if you don't show up, I had nothing to, like, I had nothing to, to, to work with. Right. So um, I think it's the generation of the parents, too, because nowadays the parents give their kids a lot of choices. Like, we're going to go from this organization to this organization, not because of what they offer, but because it costs more. They give out more equipment. They offering you to play for free. But like I tell people, anything that's free, it's gonna fade away eventually. Right. Because when they offer you something for free, they look for the next best player. Player, and when they find the next best player, you're gonna be paying. And if you don't pay, you're gonna be at the organization. Right. And I had a lot of kids over the years leave my organization because, oh, your rules too strict. You requiring them to do all this stuff that even the schools don't require. You want them to make an 85, but the schools only want to make a 70. But the school's not preparing everybody to go to Division One. The, the schools are not preparing you for life after high school because a 70, I worked in the school system, as you, as you said earlier, and a 70, you're going to get a 70 ever since COVID. For sure, you're going to get a 70 for putting a name on the paper and showing up, let alone if you put, put together any type of effort. If you even attempt to put any type of effort, you're going to get an 80, 85. So... What is it for me to ask you to make 85, especially when they're giving out grades for you to color and mark on a piece of paper numbers, and, and then they give you examples in school, and then with all the resources that you have now outside of school and all the tutoring. And the good thing about my organization is because I am a former teacher is I'm even offering my organization tutorials. You could call me. You could text me. You could ask me questions. So I'm not asking you to struggle by yourself and get that, and get that on your own. I'm telling you that, hey, I know it's going to be tough, but I'm offering you like a like a blueprint and a and, and a guide of you to take advantage of it. So, you know, even though at home your parents may not have the time and may, and they may not want to deal with it, and they may feel like that it's too much of a requirement for you to do something extracurricular. And then even now you have like a lot of parents who pull their kid out of something because of behavior, and not and you you know when you, when you pull your kid out of extracurricular for behavior, especially like an organization like mine where we enforce, you know, reinforcement for behavior and all that kind of stuff. When you put your kid out, you're getting them more time to make more bad decisions. You're not encouraging more good behavior. You're getting them more time to make more bad choices because if you're working 12 to 16 hours a day, what do you have the time to reinforce good behavior? 
and you and you obviously can't control they they friend group, but if you keep them in a good situation, because one thing I noticed that most of the kids that get in trouble, they come into the organization with trouble, but over time it goes away. But then when the parents don't let them dictate when they go to practice if they want to go to practice, and a lot of times the parents don't force them to come to practice because they don't want to be responsible for getting them to practice. And they don't want to be responsible to have to communicate because even adults' co- communication skills have decreased over over the, over the years. Because when I first started, I had parent commitment, but those parents communicated. My kid can't make it to practice today because we have church or we have, you know, they in drama or they in theater or whatever, whatever it may be, choir, band concert. Where now parents expect for you to be mind readers like alright Johnny you ain't gotta come to you, you don't go to practice they get on the bus and come home and then you have to contact them and ask them why their kid wasn't at practice so all that is to go back you know go back to the parents is that I feel like that parents is giving their kids a lot more freedom in this day than we ever had because we were, we was forced to have to go outside and we was forced to play in the video game. We was forced to go outside and play on the, on the blacktop and play football in the street, and that's why we got our speed. Where now, if the, if, if the weather not right, if it's too hot outside, um, if you don't have an indoor gym with AC, you don't have to go because that gym, <laughs> that gym is way too hot up in there. So Talk about that. <laughs> wow. We practiced at Sycamore School Gym over in, over in Forwards by Polytech. Right. And that gym, half of the time, didn't even have AC. Where now... Parents is like, where are you practicing that? If you don't say it'll park outside because they're not showing up. Right. So that's what we at today, and that's what we're dealing with. Well, I, I think, you know, and my next question, uh, you know, for both of you guys is the climate of youth athletics has changed. Uh, you know, we've all coached in that realm, uh, you know, outside of, you know, our own kids, mentor kids, uh, you know, took kids home. The whole caboodle, what kid caboodle what coaches do and organizations do. But, you know, Coach, I'll start with you. The climate of youth sports has dramatically changed. You know, Coach KJ was talking about the commitment, uh, you know, kids jumping, um, uh, families jumping from multiple, uh, you know, organizations in all sports, not just football. But, you know, I, we've seen this. Do, we do that. You know, they'll be, you know, at practice one week, and the next week you see them on another squad. You know what I'm saying? Just talk about that a little bit. Oh, just say that. And it's not just extracurricular activities. It's schools. It's UIL. Like, kids will leave one school and go to another school just because they don't like the culture or they don't like the situation that they're in. Right. We live in a society where it's, it's instant gratification. We want, we want it right now. We want results right now. We want um, our kids to go viral. You know, everything is, is social media driven. Right. Um, and it, it's unfortunately results driven. Very few people understand the, the work while you wait mentality. Um, if I can't get it now, let me go where I can. And that's just, you know, the nature of the beast that we live in. Right. Unfortunately, it, it catches up. That's why the transfer portal is, is busting at the seams <laughs> uh, in, in all sports because they get there and they've been having it their way, having it their way, and then it's all of a sudden it's not those so doors slam yeah. and you, can, you you don't know how to work through that process of working while you wait right and you get frustrated and you sit in the abyss right so um you know parents have to understand that 
accountability and, and, and making sure that your kids have skin in the game. Not everybody wants to go to, you know, the, the next level beyond high school. Some kids are doing it just for, for fun. But I think social media has given, you know, sports such a huge platform that kids think it's, you know, it's cool, just like, you know, rapping and everything else. But um, it, it's not easy once you, you know, do it beyond the high school realm it becomes tougher and tougher. So right. if you don't have those intangibles that no matter what happens, I have to work through it, right. you won't last long. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, any sport. And you have to value that process where it's not going to come right now. You know, in order for me to, to be good, I have to be able to work through adversity. Right. It, it's as simple as that. So, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but we could spend 10 Hours. shows talking about, right. you know, the history and, and how I think, you know, how we got to this point right. with, with youth, yeah. you know, especially what, what he was saying. And we talk about this all the time. Right. Uh, very rarely kids don't, don't play outside, right. you know, where they have to earn, earn it. it. Yeah. Right. Growing up with us, you couldn't go to the basketball court and step foot because it was a whole bunch of goons on there. You had to well, fight your way. First of all, you, first of all, you got to get picked. You got to get picked. If you Absolutely. don't, if you don't come with your own squad, you or know you'll what be I'm standing saying? There all day you gonna be standing there all day. If you can't hoop, you just can't hoop. You know and what I'm saying? That's football. I didn't, that's I didn't never anything. get that pick. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at me now. You know what I'm saying? But and you better be a winner. Now you gonna be easy out the right. Be easy out the court. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. No, yeah. no, no, no. Sometimes you got to they fight. Gonna, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and they're going to look at you and say, okay, look, little man, I'm, I'm going to give you a yeah, shot. But okay. It, you better be a dog. You better be a dog. And if you're not, hey, man, you, you, you got to go. go. Home. You might get the black eye right. on your way out. Right. And to, to go back with the being a dog mentality, my, my middle brother, Christian, played for an organization called the Texas Blue Jackets. Uh, Lawrence Tutt and uh, Coach Mike, We uh, they used to practice at Keller Central. And – he was in sixth grade and fifth grade when he first started. And we used to go to these tournaments out in Arlington, and we used to always wonder, why are they pitting fifth and sixth graders against twelfth graders? And then, you know, because I, you know, because I am a biblical guy, I'm like, man, it, you know, I had seen these fifth and sixth graders get beat up by these high schoolers every single week. I'm talking like 100 to not, probably not even double digits half of the time. Right. And not knowing that, you know, it was only making my brother stronger for the situation that he was going, that God already seen right. that he was going to be going into. So, um, you know, we stayed in Saginaw, and he ended up going to Chisholm Trail as a freshman when the first year Chisholm was open in 2012. And surely enough, he played varsity football and varsity basketball and varsity track against 18-year-olds. And so, you know, that physicality and, you know, we, that's when we was in the district with Dunbar and Eastern Hills and all of them. And Dunbar had the district MVP for almost six years in a row. That's when Dunbar was the most premier basketball team in, the, in fourth ISD. And fast forward, you know, you don't always understand the process then, but over time, it would be revealed and to go back to what you said a while ago at, at, at the beginning of, of this segment was when we were talking about people want the results right now, people don't understand when you talk about a fruit tree, you want 
the the good fruit you want the fruit that's all sweet and stuff but people don't realize that the fruit is the very last thing that grows you know you have to get your you gotta get your tree you gotta get your seeds you gotta get it watered you gotta it's a pro, it's a process to it people want the fruit but they don't want all the weight to come in between from the from the tree from making sure you got a good base a good foundation making sure that you go out and you watering it making sure that it's in a good a good environment people don't want all the stuff in between anymore and so you know they just want you to bring a basket of fruit and show up and they don't want it to be bitter at all problem is we can't necessarily blame the kids no no that, oh, no. that mindset had to come from somewhere right no no, and, and uh, you know that's that's a society thing. You know, we put the phones in their hands, we put the game in front of them to you know pacify, take the time. You know, everybody's situation is different, but you know we put those things in electronics. You know, I, I <clears throat> prime example. You know, my son's a senior in college, so you know he hit me up. He was like, "Hey, Dad, I need to ask you some questions for a particular project." You know what I'm saying? And so he ran down a gamut of pre- of, of 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 questions, and we got to the last one, and he asked me. What did I think, uh, you know, hinders athletes today or what kind of things is bothering or keeps them from being successful? And my first thing out of my mouth is the distractions externally that they have. You know, the games, uh, you know, the phone, the social media in a bad way. You know, those are the things that distract the athletes. The girls. The girls, all of that. (laughs) That's everything. You know what I'm saying? But the guys that are up here, and the guys that are down here, there's a big gap. The guys that are up here are locked in. You know, they got, uh, you know, specific trainers for whatever they're doing. They got the speed training. Uh, you know, if you, it's baseball. You know, we had a hitting coach. We had a catching coach when he was a catcher. Uh, all of those type things. Uh, you know, basketball, you know, a, a guy that's working on handles, working on, uh, you know, being down in the post. Specific things, that's where those guys are. The guys that in the gap that are being distractions, those are the guys, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if if a guy is just seeking to be, you know, popular or have a jacket or just be, you know, on the team, that's different. But don't be upset when the guy appears having a success and you're not because you hadn't put in 100%, 110% effort that you have. So the distractions there are what takes away from the athlete being successful when they want to be, but it's not happening. And so, you know, that was, you know, you mentioned that, and that's a, a society thing, though. You know, one one other thing, too, guys, just parents, please listen to me. There are a lot of young men that are, are struggling uh, mentally with sports now, whether it's middle school, high school, because they're assuming that basketball, football is their life. Right. And it's only a vehicle. I get messages all the time where Absolutely. kids are telling me, hey, coach, I want to give up. I want to quit. It's not going. I'm not getting offers. I'm not getting in. I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's not that serious. You're still young. Like, you know, you haven't even realized what life is about yet. So talk to your kids about their, their mental and, and make sure that they understand that this is a, a short vehicle, whatever sport it is. It, it is only a vehicle to get them to one point. But the mentality – a lot of kids are breaking mentally and it's killing them spiritually because they're associating success with a sport and that's it versus my life in general. They're, they're, they're tying themselves to it and that's not fair to them nor where they're going. So please make sure that, that while you're building their uh, athletic muscle, 
that you build their, their spiritual and mental muscle as well because that's very important. They got to have that for life. The game itself will, will, will fade out. Absolutely, and that's where the mentorship part comes in. You know, uh, you do these things all the time myself. I know Coach KJ is big in his community, uh, and that's one reason we wanted to, you know, share his organization, share his story. Um, but let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, as we know, you know, in the on, on your On Your Mark show, uh, you know, Coast to Coast Athletics, Flex Zone, uh, every player compete, we do a lot of things behind the scenes. Uh, there's an important chapter that's come out uh, that you recently had a chance to work on, uh, the recruiting blueprint, you know, a common sense approach to the game of recruiting. Uh, you know, this is a big deal. Uh, it's got rave reviews so far on Amazon a little bit. Uh, you know, it's fresh out. So we want to talk about it. We kind of missed it a little bit last week because we got it. You know, shout out to my guy Steven for start tapping in with us last week. Hey. But uh, – Talk about this a little bit. And first of all, what was the genesis behind you doing it? I know you've been in the game for a long time. Uh, kids around that you've mentored, you know, of course, you know, boogies at U of H. So you got hands-on with this experience. And you put this together, uh, you know, I, I know that you put this together to help others. So let's talk about that a little bit. So for me, it was going through this with, with my, my kids. It was, you know, not feeling like, I knew everything. I asked a ton of questions. I I, I talked to people. Um, I learned, you know, bumped my head a million times. And just moving around the country, you know, being able to meet, you know, coaches, um, you know, recruiters. I'm, I'm always asking, hey, what about this? What? But me, I'm I think outside the box. So I'm like, okay, how, how do you do this? And then let me figure out a, a different way to make it make sense. For me, it's, it's got to make sense, right? So um, reading, you know, books, it was like, okay, you know, I, I, I feel like I got a, a handle on it, but then something changed, and then something else changed. So, so it's like, okay, I, I have to stay on top of it. So for me, it was um, a, a – it's not a, a very long read, but it's giving parents a, a piece of some of the knowledge that I've gotten over the years that um, I owe to the people that did it before me, the people that are still doing it. I, I listen to any and every one that I can, you know, even if they know less than me because it's something that I may learn, right. you know, from from their perspective and 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 their situation so i take it all in and i I try to give it back but i think what makes my situation different is the coaching side of me right right? the way that i coach i always coach what's in front of me right I, i try to learn the key to that person and and unlock that potential not give you a you know, cookie cutter, we got to keep everything in the box. It's just this no, way. Straight so up. For recruiting, right? I have to make it make sense. Right. And and for the person, you know, that's, that's dealing with me. So this is kind of a, a blanket way of looking at what recruiting is right now. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is, hey, if I don't know the, the ins and outs, because you can have the book. Or you can have the blueprint, blueprint. Uh-huh. and still not get it right, right because you don't have the mentor. You don't have the person that can see what you can't see right. and then say, hey, try this. Right. Do that. Right. Exactly. So it's just like having a recipe to a, a major chef's 
you know, uh, uh, food. Right. And you make it and like, man, it didn't turn out the way, you know, here right. because you don't have that sauce. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. hey, let me give you the blueprint, but I got the sauce. Right. You know, so it, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It, it's it's a man. Shout out to everybody that helped me. Uh, Next Gen, you know, all of my guys across the country, Derek Childress. I mean, everybody that that helped me uh, get to this point. It was not alone. It was it was you know definitely a, a village thing. Absolutely. But I spent you know tons of hours reading books. Carl Reed, you know, who's my guy from St. Louis. One of the best guys in the country when it comes to knowledge about, you know, all sports, mm-hmm. you know, knows every coach on the planet. Um, watch him religiously. Talk to him, you know, learn a lot from him. So, again, it's just taking all of those things and making my own recipe that's going to make sense to, you know, people from the perspective of what questions are being asked to me. Absolutely. So that's what the blueprint about is, is, you know, making it make sense from all the people that ask me questions over the years. And this right. is just one of, of many that's coming. Right. Well, I, you know, having a chance to d- dive into it mm-hmm. and read a little bit, uh, you know, I think that everything and everything in a nutshell you hit across the head, you know what I'm saying? And you got to uh, chisel out specific points to each, uh, you know, level. It's levels to the game, you know what I mean? It's, it's You know, I, I was talking to somebody, you know, probably at the game over the weekend, uh, you know, the fluff is the offer part of it. You know, and we see these offers go out, go out, go out. Oh, I got an offer from here and stuff. So, you know, in the recruiting game, that's, you know, it, it's just like fishing. You cast a net and you come back, you know, sometime and you fishing, you come back with trash or, or a tire or something until you get the big catch. Then you've really done what you're supposed to do in it. But, you know, one of the big things that I took away from it, is the leverage, and that's something that you always talk about. And Coach KJ talked about the leverage of academics. You stressed that in, uh, you know, the uh, recruiting blueprint as well. But, you know, leverage is something that you have to have as an athlete, uh, you know, as a family of an athlete. You have to have some leverage there, you know. And you spoke about that in the book, several different instances of leverage, which I thought was great. So that's one of the big things, I think, for me that I took away from it. You always have to have a leverage in this game of recruiting to be successful. So talk about that a little bit. Leverage is, is extremely important because it, it, it changes from, from kid to kid, situation to situation, right? It's not a, a cookie-cutter approach. You know, everything is different, but the more value you have, meaning the more things you bring to the table, right. whether it's, you know, my athleticism along with my approach to the game how i study the game my my grades my character if i can check off multiple boxes that adds to my leverage right because these people are sitting in rooms whether it's in middle school whether it's little league he's sitting in a room when he's going through his roster even right now when he's coaching and saying hey who can i trust who can I put on the field? Right. So he's going off of who checks the boxes. Right. Who has the most leverage. Right. 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 And that's who he's going to play. Right. It ch- does not change. Right. So the more things you can say, hey, I can check this box, even if you don't do it right now, if you identify it as a weakness and say, hey, that's something that I need to turn to a strength. Right. And they can see that. Guess what? Now I have added leverage. Because right. now, guess what? I've showed them that I can work, show them that I can get better. I'm coachable. 
Right. Right. So leverage is so important and that doesn't change throughout, especially when you get to the collegiate level and you want to go in and make an immediate impact. What do you bring to the table? Whether it's, you know, your, your social media presence, um, your, your, your five star ability, whatever it is, right? Whatever that leverage is, right? You got to have something to get you in the door. Listen to me to level the playing field towards you, right? The playing field is never level. Right. You got to figure out how to level it towards your child, period. And that takes skill. Coach KJ? Um, to, to go back off of what you were talking about, leverage, um, it, it ain't just player leverage, coaches leverage, like you said, like, you know, putting the kids in the right situation. Too Absolutely. Often, too often do we see – studs playing in the wrong position, playing in the wrong situation, because you could be, and then also with chemistry and all that type of stuff too. So, you know, a lot of people have, have the build, have the team, but don't have the commodity, don't have the chemistry, and they can't assemble the team. And a lot of people come in with a philosophy that doesn't work for what they have, and places where they came from or things that they did in the past, they're not willing to, to steer away from that or revamp. They want to use things from back when they had success. And in this in this in this day and age you have to evolve with the game, whether no matter what sport it is. And when at first when people be like, you know, you have a special gift, you have a special talent because you could go coach multiple sports. And the thing is I don't go out and recruit. Because what I do speaks for itself. And if you go out and you recruit people, sometimes it's not always the best situation for them. And their situation will make your situation worse. They may be a stud, but they may not be coachable. And me, I'm not a recruiting person. I'm a developmental person. You could get me a fly that, 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 never, that never got up and did anything before. They're just, just born, and I'm, and I'm making it do something. Like I had a kid that never even played basketball before homeschool six months later went one of the one of the best kids because you come to practice consistently you you're coachable you're gonna get results and you know it was a it was a, a little a little time in there when he didn't come to practice and he watched other kids pass him up kids that started the same time that's already better than him that he had passed up but then he thought that he already had made it because he's already oh i'm better than everybody i could do this or i'm where you know i'm in the middle so i could take time off i could go cut a couple of yards i could go cut some hair but you know it's about i'm like hey you stopped working now you got passed up and now you want to jump back in and now you want to oh let, let me go work out because you stopped working out so now you watch other kids get stronger. You stop going to the gym every morning. You stop going to run. So now you watch kids get faster than you. And it, and most of it, I think 99% of it when it comes to athletics is mental, like like you said earlier. Absolutely. Like, because you could, you could play tricks with your mind, but you can't play tricks with your eyes. What I see is, is what I'm going to believe. So – when I coached track at Chisholm, um, we had, you know, some of the fastest 4x4, four four, some of the fastest 400 kids. 
100, 200 in the open events. And then in a couple of years, we had some of the fastest relays in the region. And my thing is speed kills. And I always hear kids say, I'm not very fast, or I can't, I can't get there, or I've been at a 10.8 when to win state. I got to get to a high nine or a mid nine, but it's people just, I'm, a, I'm here at 11. It's mental. First, you got to believe that you could get there, and then two, you can't work and then believe. You got to believe then work, and that's why the other aspect of my organization is we not only do, do we do mentoring, not only do we coach, not only do we do all this extra stuff, but we also praying. We also teaching the kids how to pray. Like I pray sometimes, and then other times I call in the kid, and each kid in the organization is going to pray. Now I'm not telling you what to believe, but when I'm talking about my God and what God done for me, you're gonna be you're gonna be respectful to me, just like I'm gonna be respectful to you when you're talking about whatever you want to talk about. So that's the other aspect of my organization. When I said New Era, um, was from the scripture, Second Corinthians five seventeen, where it said, "Therefore, if any if if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, and the new." Like you know, we need to get back to the old school, the old school things because like everybody want to be a throwing team in football now. But people mm. forgot how to run the football. Right. People forgot that the defense and offensive line still win you football games. Absolutely. And in basketball, they forgot that you still need a center. You still need a power forward. Everybody want to play Shoot small the three. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I still go get those six-foot kids, those six-two kids. I still got those on my team. But I don't, I don't go get – I'm not going to get smaller. I'm going to get smaller in size, but I'm not going to get smaller in height. So – I'm doing the same thing, just in a different way. I'm still going to have the same format as old school basketball where you're going to have your true positions, but now I'm teaching those. And, but at the same time, while I'm teaching my six-foot my six, my six and over kids how to play post, I'm also telling them that you're not going to be a post in college because to be a post in college, you got to be at least six eight or, or taller. But you still got to have the ball handling because not everybody's seven foot now. So now you... If you if you're not if nobody in your family is seven foot or close to it, you better have the ball handling skills to play guard because that's where you're gonna be. So even though I'm gonna have you learning post moves, now I'm having you to where you could play the one through five, and you could be dominant. And at six foot, I'm gonna have you playing receiver. Nowadays, everybody want to put a six foot kid in the backfield and have them play wing. I mean, have them play like half back, full back. That's that's nice if you can go score, but how long do you think you're going to be able to keep that and take the amount of hits that you're going to take from the from the line of scrimmage? How long do you think that's going to be sustainable? Like, eventually, you're going to have to get on the outside or either get in the weight room and get bigger, but you're going to have to get on the outside and you're going to have to be, like, you know, you got to learn the, the X, the Y, and the Z. You're going to learn how to, you know, get vertical. You're going to learn how to catch deep. And you got to learn how to get wide open. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people are scared of the physicality, not from – when I'm in this year, there's a lot of kids is not so scared of the hits. They more scared of getting jammed at the line, uh, you know, getting jammed at the line of scrimmage. Because, and I try to tell kids, the worst hit you could take in football is the hit of you being lost and standing still. Because they're going to hit you regardless, no matter 
what you do, they're going to hit you anyway. Right. And I'm trying to tell you that all 11 guys on my team better go find somebody. I don't care if they had a ball or not. If, like, I have smaller kids. If they go, you know, they don't kick off return, we can't, you know, they can't see the ball because we got taller kids and the ball going to get lost. But if all y'all make it your responsibility and your assignment to get the one person, that ball is going to show itself. And so a lot of people just, just teach direction and just want you to cut off lanes. But I teach we're going to be the most physical team out there day in, day out. And, you know, the most physical team going to always win. Yeah, we run the ball in our league. We're the only team in this season so far that even attempted a pass play. Nobody else have even attempted a pass play. So I'm like, hey, we're going to throw the ball a lot more. Yeah, that one pass we threw last week, it was incomplete. He almost caught it. But this week, we're going to go for five more because I know what everybody want to do. Everybody want to bring – they're like, oh, this is Little League. Nobody don't really have an arm. We're going to bring eight in the box, nine in the box, ten in the box, and we're going to just stop you from running, and we're going to force you to have to play our way. No, I'm going to run. I'm going to run in between center and guard, in between guard and tackle, outside. I'm going to just sweep. I'm going to toss. I'm going to – and then I also have five different formations too. We're going to go eye. We're going to go spread. And we're going to switch it up. And we're going we're gonna to have run, throwing, play, action, pass, on the move out of all those formations. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be – and, you know, people think because they coach longer than you that they could embed that fear in your mind. And I'm a person that – where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm not going to let you instill fear in me. I'm going. I'm the person that you have to show me multiple times to make me believe it. So even though you're telling me that, hey, you won't be able to run the ball, coach, until you do this, I'm going to be able to run the ball, but I'm going to take a different approach on how I run the ball. I'm going to be able to throw the ball, but I'm going to take a different approach on how, how, how I'm going to get my receivers open. And, you know, whether it's crossing routes, whether it's out of the backfield, whether it's, wide receiver screens, whether it is using two tight ends and, and one one running back, no running back, we're going to get open. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the key to success, uh, and that's a whole nother show in itself. You know what I'm entirely, saying? Entirely whole We, we, we kind of get to this part of the show every week, Coach, and, you know, we we running out of time. But before we get out of here, Coach, where can they find the book at? Right now it's on Amazon, Kindle. Um, the, the recruiting blueprint by Stefan Johnson. You can definitely go, go to Amazon or you can go on Facebook, uh, inbox me if you want to buy it directly from me. You could do that as well. That way, um, you can get the copy from directly from me. So I appreciate you guys. The book is going crazy right now. Going crazy. Um, right now. Yeah, and and definitely, definitely hit me up. Let me know what you think about it. Like I said, this is the first of many. It, it's a short read because I, I want people to kind of get used to, you know, what what I'm talking about and be ready for the next ones. The next one will probably be on um, the one of my favorites, and that's social media, you okay. know, something that, that we love to do. No doubt. And, and guiding, you know, young men and, and young ladies on how to navigate through through social media. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. We're already working on it right now. Um, so, again, thank you guys. Definitely, definitely check it out. Let me know what you think, good, bad, and different. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a great tool. It's a great resource. Trust me. You'll love it. All right, Coach KJ, before we sign off today, uh, give out your social medias where anybody can get in touch with you. 
you know, we definitely appreciate you coming. This won't be the last time. Oh, no. Because we know nobody <laughs> back. Thank you, you know? for having me yeah, on. Absolutely. And, you know, I look forward to plenty more times being here and, you know, spreading the knowledge and, you know, giving people tips and how to get better and, and, and you know, how to be an advocate for, the, you know, for themselves and how to be an advocate for they for their kid. Because nowadays a lot of people let the coaches be the advocate. And the coaches have a, have a lot of people they got to advocate for. Absolutely. And, you know, if you advocate for, you know, if you promote your own kid, you promote yourself, and you advocate for yourself and for your own kid, it, you know, it really, you know, yeah, let the coach, you know, if they still going to do it, let them do it. But also, you know, you, st- you, know, you still push your own stuff out. But, um, yeah, my, my Facebook is New Era Athletics. I mean, New Era Scholar and Athletics Academy, as well as Twitter, New Era Scholar and Athletics Academy. My Instagram is New Era Grind. Um, and, you know, like I said, thank you for having us on. If you don't mind, I got a couple of shout-outs. Okay, there's a lot of people that's been rocking me from the, you know, from the beginning. Go ahead. <laughs> kick, kick your shout-outs real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, Coach Nate, Coach Patrick, Carlos, Jarek, Jordan, um, all, all my Wee, you know, youth coaches. Obviously, you know, you, I've been working with you a while. Um, your family, you know, your 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 cousin, nephew, all, like shout out everybody that's you know that believed in me from when I was 16, from when I was little. Everybody that that saw something in me from then to now, because it went for people believing in me then. I wouldn't be where I am now, and I don't want to lose track. You know, obviously, you know, God, my parents, my grandmother, my brothers, sisters, um, cousins, uncles, everybody else, but I don't want to lose track of it. You know, you don't want to lose sight of how you got here because, like I tell people, this is just the beginning of where I'm at now. Like, it's, it's going to, like, New Area is here to stay, and it's, 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 like it's here to take it by storm. No doubt, man. But listen, we appreciate you joining appreciate us, man. You. We'll be back at you Wednesday next week on the Fishbowl Radio Network, the On Your Mark Show, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel. Every play I compete. Listen, I let my guy Maynard Mike is going to take us out, man. On Instagram, you can find it real easy, man. Uh, next week. We got my girl Wendy coming back. We're going to talk some of these injuries and things that, you know, with the heat that was related. Wendy will be back here, some of the things she's introducing. Listen, man, we're getting close to being in the fishbowl for a year, man. Next month we're going to do some big things and have that year show. We'll talk about that in the coming days. Holler at me. Follow me on Instagram at Mark underscore Hen44 and on Twitter at MarkHen44. Listen, we got big games, big things going on. Follow us, man. Holla at us next week. Have an epic Wednesday, man, the On Your Mark show. Hey, ready, set, go. It's time to hit the mark. This that show you need to know about. We set ourselves apart. Sports talk at the pinnacle. We got all the knowledge covering every level, helping these young men get to college. Got the coverage of a DV. Vision of a QB coming at you like a DN. Let all of that sink in. Working in the weight room. Take no days off Doing drills when they not looking That's what make us stand out Don't worry about how much time is left We got it planned out Execution elite footwork Nasty when we running routes Accuracy off the chain We've been on it from the start Reaching for the sky Hitting the bullseye We on the mark